afford to be. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hello and welcome to Rock Solid, your comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I am classic Pat Francis. And I am new and improved Gary Lucy. How's it going, everybody? What improves you, Gary? Uh, I had a little beard trim. You did? Yeah. Yeah, like I was, uh, I was, I was, I was, I was trying to let it shag out a little more because, you know, I like to do whatever I can to make my uh, face look puffier, mm-hmm. but uh, I decided I'll, I'll, I'll uh, trim it down. I was looking like, uh, you know what it is? I, I, I caught a glimpse of that jerk uh, from American Idol last year, Casey, uh, I, I can't. Which one is he? I was going to say Casey Anthony, but that was it. That was somebody else. <laughs> well, she's a jerk, too. She's though. a jerk, too. But, uh, <laughs> clean shaven. But uh, he was a guy. He thought he was like a jazz kind of guy, but uh, he was just irritating. Yeah. Anyway, so I said, I don't, I don't want to look so much like him. But uh, I had a beard trim in high school. Really? Yeah, I broke up with my girlfriend started dating dudes. <laughs> Good. You had to cut her loose. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been, uh, been on a big jag of uh, scramble with friends. You like, you've been uh, playing that at all? Uh, no, no, I'm I'm, st- I'm still playing the old Stone words words with friends. You're you're a creditable words player. You're well, you're good at but uh, yeah, uh, I'm, not, uh, not when I play Matt Belknap, he oh, kicks my ass good. every time. That's yeah, good, but uh, yeah, if, if anybody wants to scramble it up, Gary Lucy on that. I thought maybe this was like a thing where you get together and everyone makes their best scrambled egg dish, just like an omelet bar. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> throw some oysters in there, which I would enjoy actually. That sounds good. I love an egg bar, Matt. How are you doing? Hey, I'm good. Matt's good. Matt is not going to be the silent partner anymore. He, he might, uh, he's on mic and he might just speak up. I realize I say two things every episode, and to do that, I have to get up and walk to your mic, which is right. distracting <laughs> and, and jarring for everyone. Yeah, so. it probably doesn't even sound good at home for the home listener. So. Yeah, or I start, yeah, or I try to yell and hope that something picks yeah. me up. But. So Matt's going to be on mic uh, when, he, when he has uh, something important to say. I will not abuse this power. <laughs> and he doesn't have to edit himself as much, like, oh, should I say That's it true. or not? And then, like, uh, yeah, so that's so that's good. And uh, going going to the to the Wilco concert tonight. Oh, you are? Very Who are you going yeah. with? Uh, my friend Michael. Michael, he uh, hooked me up with the tickets. So that's good. Cool, free. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it's free. You yeah. hope so. Yeah. Don't, don't you hate when you think it's yeah. free? Yeah, hey, thanks. And then you go, yeah, yeah, these were like 80 bucks. Yeah. Oh! Ooh, uh, but, uh, Where the, where's Wilco playing? Uh, it's Palladium. All so, right, yeah. cool. That's going to be good. Uh, they were on Conan last night, and... Uh, I was going to go, but uh, they put you through so much crap when you go. You have to listen to this comedian and all that. <laughs> uh, you mean that you, you, no, you don't mean the comedian. You mean the, the, the guy up, the opening act. Yeah, the guy yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that guy. Tedious. Yeah. <laughs> he's always yelling at me when I'm at the show, like, sit down, young fella. And then he, he knows my name. So I go, Pat Francis, Pat Francis. And I'm like, oh, jeez. I just want to enjoy the show. A <laughs> uh, uh, couple, couple bits of business. And right. uh, Pat's, Pat's going to uh, th- throw one on the CD rack of the gods uh, here. Uh, that's this, what we're calling it. It's, not, like, it's not best of the best. That's too easy. Well, that's, that's a part. It has, it'll have like eight names. But okay. But uh, uh, today is... Uh, 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 Tuesday's new release day. Amnesty International uh, is putting out uh, to celebrate their 50th anniversary. They have uh, a compilation, 75 Bob Dylan covers on this. Uh, oh my god! New compilation and you know which includes every every you know like the usual suspects, Elvis Costello and Lucinda Williams, and then like Kesha and Miley Cyrus is on there. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, she's on there. And uh, in fact, why don't you uh, play a little bit of that for us now, man? Is this is Kesha? This is um, this is Miley. Oh, oh, you this actually is, had Miley. This is. Uh, I didn't even know this. This is like uh, surprisingly like, hey, I could get down to this. I've seen love go by my door. It's never been this close before. 
Never been so easy or so slow. That's Miley Cyrus? Yeah. Sounds good. Been in the dark too long. When something's not right, it's wrong. You're gonna make me lonesome when you go. Dragon clouds so high up. She said, you know, it's it's not for nothing I'm that uh, Dolly Parton is her godmother. You're right. She's like paid attention. But this time around, it's more correct. Right on target, right. so direct. You're gonna make me lonesome when you go. Talk about human rights violations. So you you got to hear this, Kesha. So it's, <laughs> don't think twice. It's all right. And then uh, they uh, fall right up with uh, it goes from the ridiculous to the sublime of uh, the Kronos Quartet, also doing the same song. And isn't uh, isn't Stephen Hawking doing subterranean homesick? He is. <laughs> and it takes forever. <laughs> it's it's the, the longest track. No, he's in the basement. Up, <laughs> uh, so okay, so check that off the list. And now, and is that available on iTunes? Like, can I cherry pick some tunes? I think you can. All I right. think, uh, and that money goes to uh, what? Right in Bob Dylan's back pocket? <laughs> no, it goes to Amnesty International. Oh, oh okay, okay. That money should freedom. go to Smile Train. Chimes of Freedom. Yeah. Hey, we should put together a compilation. Compilation. Smile Train compilation. Yeah. Who could be on it? Uh, John Wait. No. <laughs> yeah, John, we could be on. Wait, we could, we could do it well with the Beach Boys because they have a song called Smile. That's it. All right. All right. So we'll, we're going we're gonna to produce that. Right. Uh, you may recall we've been in, we were uh, in the middle of the Nickelback decathlon of Suck. Oh, yeah. We're trying to figure out what sounds worse than Nickelback. So far, we heard a, um, uh, car leaf, alarm. a leaf blower. Okay. We heard a car alarm. Uh, Nickelback uh, lost both of those handily. <laughs> um, uh, during uh, between shows, we uh, had uh, fingernails on a chalkboard. <laughs> we had fork in a garbage disposal. Oh. We had fingernails in a garbage disposal. Oh. That one was close. That one was close. We had um, squeaky balloon animals. Nickel- okay, Nickel- oh, yeah. almost won that yep, one. I remember that one. Uh, have you ever heard those tapes that like hunters use? It's like of like injured rabbits. You <laughs> <laughs> like it to, to attract like animals. That would be in Ted Nugent's uh, yeah. playlist. Yeah, that is. <laughs> it's on his playlist. Uh, Nickelback, almost that one. Uh, so we're up to the tenth event in the decathlon of suck. Will Nickelback triumph? Can we listen longer to Nickelback first? Here we'll. Uh, here, Nickelback takes a licking. <laughs> they keep on nicking. <laughs> Here comes, uh, Sorry, I didn't have my clock ready. Sorry about that. I sprung this on you. <laughs> yeah, you only ramped up for two minutes. I couldn't quite <laughs> put it together. And, and in all honesty, we all, we all have an iPhone clock in front of us. <laughs> Any one of us could have jumped All right, here in. we go. That's the timekeeper. Here comes Nickelback first. We're, not doing, we're doing a different song this time, right? Yeah, d- yeah someday, right? It's, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Save for the shoe polish. How the hell do we wind oh. up why weren't we able to see the signs that we missed? I'm good. <laughs> That's enough. I'm good. Enough. I'm good. Polish. That was 14 seconds. All right. All right. And uh, from a listener suggested dial-up phone modem. Let's, All right. Uh, let's give it a listen. Mm-hmm. Kind of uh, techno-y so far. I like it. This takes me back. It does. I love this because, like, yeah. you're, you you would be waiting and wait. So you wanted this. You just... I'm almost there. Come on, I'm it's close. Yeah. Boy, this really does take me back. It, uh, the first thing that I ever... Like, There's some layers here, though. That's what I like about it. That's the whole track. Guys. Exactly. Right. Movement. Oh, and and how long was the track? 24 seconds. Oh, okay. Nickelback, you, you made lose. it. <laughs> 10 events, 10 times you went Sorry, down. Sorry, Nickelback. All right. Well, no, I think it's great. I think they, uh, they've, they've, they've proved something. 
We prove, uh, yeah, we just we just piled on them, huh? <laughs> we didn't put them up against the ultimate competitor. Who's it? My daughter. Oh, <laughs> is she a? Uh, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> Matt's at the pageant. Boo! I would uh, I would go see Zoe Bonap in concert over Nickelback any day, <laughs> for sure. I don't mean her singing. I just mean her. Oh, okay. <laughs> just her. You know, her with a cold, uh, her when she needs a nap and won't take one. Well, you know what? Maybe her when I won't give her ice cream. Well, see, it sounds, like, it sounds like her problem is with you. You're making her do a lot of stuff that she doesn't want to do. A child cannot live on ice cream, I tell you. It's like, it's like the nap thing. It's like, hey, what if I just said, okay, Matt, go over there on the couch right now and I want you to sleep for two hours. No, you do it. I'm in the middle of something. I'm playing. Would, you, are you kidding? I would be so psyched. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that might not be a good example. My whole life, I just, that's, that is my dream. Please, somebody, <laughs> please make someone me take a nap. Le- like, inviting me to sleep. <laughs> okay, Gary, I am ready to, and Matt, I'm ready to throw down my pick for uh, CD of the Gods, Best of the Best, All Time Greatest. Our ever expanding monument to. The albums that have been uh, approved as rock solid perfect. Yes, and this is uh, so that means every track. Yeah, or you know, there's no filler as a whole. It's a great album. Yes. So uh, I'm gonna go. uh, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the Beatles album. All right, fair enough. I thought you'd just play it in, man. (laughs) What? (laughs) You're gonna go? That is correct. (laughs) You want to hear it? Did we take a break? No, no. he got a text and you started leading into a thing which I thought would be more fun to just play. Yeah. Well, you're right. The next time, that's what we'll do. <laughs> that's what I'm not a good broadcaster. Um, but what I wanted to say was uh, I picked a Beatles album, uh, but I didn't pick like Rubber Soul or or uh, or uh, Sergeant Pepper, Sergeant Pepper, or Revolver, the or Abbey album. Road. You know, I, I picked uh, I picked their third album, what? which is A Hard Day's Night. It's the first Beatles album that where all the compositions were Lennon McCartney. Oh. They weren't doing any of those. Uh, you know, BS covers like Kansas City or whatever. And uh, from start to finish, this album has great pop songs. It came out uh, 48 years ago. It's got songs you know, like I Should Have Known Better and Hard Day's Night and If I Fell and I Love Her and Can't Buy Me Love. But then it's got all these other great songs that uh, you forget. You forget about. Like um, Let's Try um, Six. Let's Try Track Six. Tell me why. Tell me why. Try number eight. And why you lied to me. Anytime on a toe. Anytime on a toe. Try 12. Oh, man, this is the best. Yeah. A good stalker song. I got something to say that might cause you pain. If I catch you talking to that boy again, I'm gonna let you down. Try nine. Nine will be our last one. I got every reason on earth to be mad. Cause I just lost the only girl I had. If I could get my way, I'd get myself locked up today, but I can't talk right instead. Uh, the album clocks in at 30 minutes and 53 seconds, 13 songs, not one song over three minutes long. Uh, I Should Have Known Better, I think, is the longest one at 247. It's great, top to bottom, pop songs. 
And this is like the point in their career when they're just like, like just like when the Peter Parker is figuring out like, hey, I could kind of <laughs> climb up a wall. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, so they're just like starting to feel their powers a little right. bit. So as far as the, the early Beatles albums go, before they get to uh, Rubber Soul and Revolver, which I think is a big turning point, mm. uh, I think this is the best of the, of the first five Beatles albums. So. Nice. Very nice. And, uh, and this is also a fun movie for kids. To watch, like you know, if they're like Bieber or something like that, it's it, like it's still like it, it it crosses generations. It's still fun to watch. All right, cool. And uh, Paul's grandfather is very clean. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us. Uh, I don't even know if that brings us at all <laughs> to where we're going to today. But our, our topic today is we're back to the rock solidopedia. Matt picked a letter for us. Matt picked letter D. Letter D. So that's, we're gonna jump. We're gonna jump right in with some letter D songs. Gary, yeah. let you kick it off. All right, man. When it when it uh, when it comes to electronic music, there's Daft Punk, oh. and there is everybody else. Let's hear some uh, digital love. Now, this is uh, Daft Punk is uh, two French robots <laughs> who are very much in love, and, uh, and this is what it sounds like. Listen to in your life, don't you? Yeah, good. Jeff Punk. What if Pat gave one listen to this and he just like went off the deep end? He was just like a rave kid from now on. Like Daft Punk just did the uh, Tron Legacy soundtrack, right? Oh yes, they did. That was a big. Uh, that was a nice soundtrack. Yeah. There's. Oh, uh, speaking of which, the Academy Award nominations came out today. Two songs are nominated for best song. They oh, just, really? That's only, all they can only find. Two. They can only, only find two. They can only find two. It was um, the Muppet song about Am I a Muppet or a Man? There's probably more than one song from the Muppets that could that have been you could nominated. have nominated. I know. Yeah, that Amy Adams song was brilliant. And then the other one was from Rio. And uh, it's funny because uh, everyone Rio, remembers Rio. Because everybody remembers Rio. It was a good movie. And uh, Jermaine from. Uh, Flight of the Concords. He had a great song in there, not nominated, but that would, that, that would have been good if it was if it would have been like totally you know, BS. the Flight of the Con- we, we Concords. We can't even have a show about this. I know. There's, not, there's only two things. You pick one and I'll pick the other and we'll just battle it out for 45 minutes. Oscar songs. Are Did he write the Muppets one too? Yeah. Uh, he Brett, wrote all the songs. Brett here. wrote the, yeah, wrote the uh, Muppets songs. Oh, so. oh, just Brett? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. It could oh, yeah. be a rift. could be a schism mm, in the community. Right. But uh, anyway. Uh, Letter uh, D. Kick off your D's, Pat. My, I'm going to kick off with a song from 72. This is, uh, this is one of the bands that uh, often gets, um, gets touted as being one of the... Uh, one of the great uh, hard rock heavy metal bands of all time. This is a little Deep Purple. Oh. This is also a good one for your iPod when you're on the treadmill. Yeah, it's a good workout song. Or if you have like a... <laughs> <laughs> Matt's into it. He could, I was too into it. I didn't do. give him. He couldn't see my cue. That's, that's good that. if you're driving like a big rig full of cores. <laughs> that's right. To Chattahoochee. Are you and trying to get it across the county yeah, line? Trying to get across the county are line. You boot, are you bootlegging? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm bootlegging some of my own course. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> it's Ian Gillen on vocals. Yeah. That's uh, Richie Blackmore's Deep Purple from Machine Head. Love it. That's one of those bands that, yeah, really went through a lot of singers, but kind of maintained, yeah. yeah, like a lot of personnel changes. That must have been sad for the singer. Like, you know, they must have been on thin know, ice it's the whole one of those, time. You know, like then David Coverdale and Glenn Hughes came. It's, it's very incestuous back then because then Ian Gillen goes to, uh, goes to Black Sabbath and, you know, everyone's just bopping around everywhere back then. It just, they didn't care. They didn't even care. They didn't even know. They just, went, no. they just showed up at the wrong place. <laughs> Drunk. This is a group from uh, this. This was like like very exciting. Like I was I was I was living in, in Portland when when these guys were uh, coming up, and you know it was just so exciting. You know to feel like oh I think you know they're getting really big. They were they were kind of like there was a great music scene there, but uh, this band was kind of on the outside of it because they were very like. They're very open about their ambition, like, oh yeah, we're going to be huge, we're, you know, and, and that was like <laughs> those you know, people. That's like very frowned upon, like, yeah, and like in the in the hipster scene. But uh, they just could not be denied, and they would often play naked, which was uh, also very exciting. I am uh, speaking, of course, of the uh, Dandy Warhols, and uh, this is not if you were the last junkie on earth. Rock solid. I never thought you'd be a junkie because heroin is so passing. so passe but i do i love heroin classic i just love like, <laughs> just got that taste just hits the spot i like heroin free oh you do oh yeah. good yeah it's less calories oh, and, uh, oh my my <laughs> one friend loves heroin max heroin he max loves it let's well, got the panics in there <laughs> the uh you saw that uh, documentary dig right about uh Did it, I see it? it's about dandy warhols and uh, the brian jonestown massacre and kind of their rivalry and uh, oh no on. i did not get to see that oh it's amazing it's one of the best rock deck documentaries of all time i did just watch the george harrison documentary though the one that um, oh. the one scorsese the one that scorsese did that and, was good and i left did you see it yeah uh the thing i took note of most about george harrison is that dude rocked a lot of hairstyles a lot of different ones yeah. <laughs> holy cow and like everyone not even like close to being similar to the the one previous a lot of different yeah. facial hair a lot of you know a full beard a long beard a, just a mustache a goatee everything he had like a perm at one point i mean it was crazy yeah do you think he actually got a perm like maybe yeah because it was like ring yeah. curls it was like really big <laughs> i mean you put him up against a jackson brown who rocks the same yeah. style his whole entire life jackson brown goes down it's about versatility i'm telling you it was crazy <laughs> but yeah with no in-betweens you don't see him like with a medium-sized beard you see him no you see either you see then, clean shaven or yeah. or crazy maybe he fancied himself a master of disguise I don't, he might have been <laughs> it could be was he, he was in that movie with dana carvey wasn't he master of disguise? i think he was yeah do you know what dana it was a cameo but no one knew it was him oh yeah. <laughs> Let's jump you, to I, what? Go I've, I've seen that movie like twenty times. That master disguise. Do you know Preston what, loves it. He loves it. And do you know what Dana Carvey's character's name is? Tell me, Pistachio Disguisey. <laughs> He's like, 
I think that movie might be rated G. (laughs) G, yeah, it is. Speaking of G-rated music, yeah, let's jump to 1966. Uh, This guy gets this guy. People like this guy ironically now. You go to see him in concert. There's a lot of people rocking ironically. But for me, in the 60s and 70s, Neil Diamond was a great singer songwriter. And this is uh, this is one of my favorites. This is uh, Solitary Man. This is Mono. Enjoy it. As is Hard Day's Night. That's true. When Sue came along, love me strong. That's what I thought. That's what you're going to use the mic for? Me and Sue. <laughs> that was informational. Some horns there. It's kind of farting in there a little bit. Excuse me. Solitary man. He's he's done with the ladies. He's he's, gonna, uh, he's through with it. He's going to hang out solo. He's not going to leave. He's not going to put his heart out there to get hurt again. Maybe that's what he's. Maybe, maybe that's a euphemism for masturbation. Oh, that could be. <laughs> what are you going to do? I'm going to be solitary, man. Today's his birthday, as it as it turns out. Oh, it is. Well, yeah. I should know that. How old is he? Seventy. He might be seventy. I should. I I forgot to put the year, but yeah, you should check out that rock solid Facebook page. We always have the birthdays. Oh, on I there do. I just the, didn't see it today. <laughs> he was uh, Robin Zander's birthday was yesterday. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, a lot of lot of lot of great rock birthdays in January. He's. Uh, you ever you ever check out that uh, Super Diamond like the. No, I heard they're great though. That's that like, is a fun time. That's and a it, cover band. Does he sound like Neil Diamond? Sounds a lot like Neil Diamond. And it just makes you realize this guy's got a thousand hits. Yeah, he really yeah. does. So you know, long before the "You Don't Bring Me Flowers" and all that kind of schmaltzy crap like Heartlight, he uh, he was a good singer songwriter in the sixties and early seventies. He could rock. Yeah, I've 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 gone down many a Neil Diamond rabbit hole on YouTube. Like, oh, he's on the Johnny Cash show. I got to watch that. He uh, his real name is actually Neil Diamond, but uh, he was toying with um. He was toying with uh, uh, stage names at one point. He was going to go with Ice Cherry. <laughs> really? <laughs> Which is b- a better porn star name. Yeah, that is good. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Gary. Uh, here is uh, just a, a perfect uh, hard rock song from, uh, I believe it's 2007. And I don't know if it's like on the up and up or if it's like a satire of a hard rock song. But it's, uh, it's just, to me, I, like I could just listen to it all day. It is, called, it is by The Darkness. And it's called, I Believe in a Thing Called Love. Produced by Roy Thomas Baker. Is that right? That explains it. Chunky riffage. Uh, Get the falsetto flips and the vocals. Explain all the feelings that you're making me feel. (laughs) My heart's in overdrive and you're behind the steering wheel. Got the creamy backing vocals in there, and also like uh, before the guitar solo, he says "guitar," which is uh, great. <laughs> I, I I was just cracked up at the feelings that I feel, um, <laughs> and I have to correct myself. Roy Thomas Baker produced their second album. This oh. first album was produced by Pedro Ferrara, huh? 
which also might be a porn. The story. Mexican Roy Thomas Baker. Yeah. Much cheaper. So, uh, yeah, I love the darkness music. I, I don't like the vocals that much. Oh, really? When they do the real high register. Because do you think that's what adds to like the, like, are these guys kidding around quality? That, that puts them in the Steel Panther category for me. Right. Like, are, <laughs> yeah. they, are they joking or not? But, uh, but the music it totally is a throwback and totally rocks. It's the spot. All right. So from 2007, we're going to go to 2008. Mm-hmm. The song I heard on the radio, and I was like, what? what's this? What's this song? What's this band? It took me forever to find it. Uh, it's a song called I Will Possess Your Heart by Death Cab oh, wow. for Cutie. How I wish you could see the potential, the potential of you and me. It's like a book elegantly bound, but in a language that you can't read just yet. You gotta spend some time, love. You gotta spend some time with me. And I know that you'll find love. I will possess your heart. Has the world gone topsy turvy? I know what's going on. <laughs> Me playing the darkness, you playing Death Cab for Cutie. That's crazy. I think we just did a little mini version of oh, yeah. <laughs> of, um, of, uh, of the old Switcheroo show that oh, somebody what, suggested. Yeah, what was it called? Uh, I can't remember. My brain is. I'm on brain freeze today. Some uh, some somebody suggested invasion like, uh, of the body invasion snatchers. Of the body. Yeah, just yeah. happened. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and the uh, the album version is eight minutes on that. It's baby. eight minutes long, and and I think they released that as the single version, the eight minute version. But you can also get the. Uh, oh, is there like a no, there's a radio edit. It's oh, okay. three minutes and 31 seconds. Okay. What, is a, what is radio? I don't know. I'm not <laughs> That's sure. That's what I'm confused with. I, that, <laughs> that was on there. I'm like, radio? I understand edit yeah. makes it shorter, but radio, I'm confused. Go that ahead. song is great, though. I mean, yeah. he's, he's, he's a great lyricist, but that one is just it's so direct and so like Hemingway-esque. There's like nine words in there or something. Yep. It's just like so it's like, great. you know, it's just about obsession and, uh, oh, I'm so glad he's out of the evil clutches of... Uh, <laughs> Shishu, who shall not be named, because because uh, now he can write some more good heartbreak songs. People think like, oh, Death Cab, there's like a soccer mom band, but they're they they rock hard when you see them, and uh, they got good. You've seen them in concert, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, good. cool, very good. Okay, this uh, let's do a thing. This um, God, I there's so many great D bands from my uh, college days, the, the DBs and Dump Truck and. Uh, Don Dixon and uh, Daddy in his deep sleep. Duran Duran. Duran Duran. No, not Duran Duran. <laughs> Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode. Uh, but uh, the one I decided on, I said, how can I play something cool and help build the word power of our okay. listeners? This is a great group from uh, 1987 called Defenestration. Do you know what? The, say that again? Defenestration. I don't know what you're talking about. And, uh, uh, do you Isn't know that like cutting penises in half or something? No. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? What's that called? I think that's called uh, filet. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Um, I think I do. Like, there's some cultures that they split penises down the middle. So you can like... What's, have, de- what's defenestration? Let's start there. <laughs> defenestration means to uh, throw someone or something out the window. Oh, okay. As in the defenestration of Prague. I think I'd rather be thrown out the window than have my penis cut in two. But it was also this group from Oklahoma City, this hard rock band. This sounds not unlike The Darkness. And this is, uh, this is a hard uh, uh, record to find anymore called Dolly Does Windows. But it's, uh, if you're clever, you can find it on the in- internet. And this is called uh, I Must Have Been You on Rock Solid. <laughs> Sound that lame for 1987. 
maybe I just the wrong time, I guess, wrong place. But uh, that, yeah, I was, I always enjoyed that song. That's a good song. That's good. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, I, I don't think they, they still have like an active website. I think they still play around and stuff. But I think they're, uh, I think they're bitter. I think they. Uh, that would be a good name for a band, Active Website. Active <laughs> Website. That is good. <laughs> I like that. I have. <laughs> <laughs> if you have an overactive website, ask your doctor. <laughs> if uh, anyway, what's uh, what, what it's, what's on what's on this is uh, this is uh, we're going to do a little uh, a little Dire Straits. Oh, and uh, there's something for me about uh, third albums. Sometimes are are the album that really kicks the kicks the band into high gear for me. Like uh, I'm trying to think of Born to Run or Damn the Torpedoes. Is that making movies? Yes, making oh, movies. Oh, wow, cool. I call and this is a song called, uh, I love making movies. I love the whole album. Yeah. And this is uh, Skate Away. Oh, it's great. She gets rock and roll in a rock and roll stage. In a rock and roll stage. She's making movies on location. She don't know what it means. But the music makes her want to be the story. So, uh, and that was uh, that was when they would only put like seven songs on that, or five. Yeah, five. Love songs, Over Gold is five songs. songs but um, it's so funny that they became like uh, popular. MTV made these guys popular. Not a good looking band. No, but they had that. They had an animated video, partially yeah. animated, and then they said the word MTV mm-hmm. in their song with the help of Sting, and the Brothers in Arms becomes gigantic. That's all it took. Yeah, I, I, I only got to see them in the in the uh, headband era. When they, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> don't discount the headbands. They started wearing those. <laughs> that was. But uh, those first three, uh, first four, I, I guess all the Dire Straits is pretty. If you like them, you like them. But uh, making movies is the best for me. Oh yeah, and just that uh, his his guitar playing is tasty. Yeah, it really is. Very nice. So, man, all right, I'm gonna have to start making some hard choices here. What? Uh, how many? How many songs do you have? That was just four. I have three more. Okay, yeah, I, I could probably do three more. This we have uh, time. I, feel, I think we have time. We're yeah. doing good. This uh, next one is uh, I I I used to have this roommate back in uh, back when uh, you know Dire Straits was popular, and uh, he had the largest record collection I've ever seen. Just like really crazy eclectic stuff, like you never heard any. He was really focused on um, like '60s British mm-hmm. pop, and I just I couldn't believe some of these things. And I I thought he was just doing it for effect, like like Johnny Kidd and the Pirates. Have you, have you ever heard <laughs> them? Like it was a guy he had he had, he had a hook for a hand. It oh was like God. his thing. It was literally his hook, and. Uh, you know, he'd have like that. <laughs> but uh, I saw he had this one, and it was uh, this group called, like, now I know you're just putting me on. You're just, like, trying to have, like, weird things for weirdness sakes. Dave D, Dozy, Beaky, Mick, and Titch. What the hell kind of name is that for a band? It's like, oh, no, no, no. They're great. Great British band. In fact, uh, it was Pete Townsend's favorite band. He was going to quit the Who and join Dave D, Dozy, Beaky, Mick, and Titch. And call it Dave D, <laughs> Dozy, Beaky, Mick, and Titch. And Pete. Like, what? No, no. N- n- such a thing never happened. Fast forward 20 years, I'm seeing the movie Grindhouse. Uh-oh. Uh, that, uh, did you see that? The Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. I did not see that. Oh, uh, this was during the Quentin Tarantino part where Death Proof, where uh, Kurt Russell's trying to run over sexy chicks in his car. Oh, this is one of those movies where Quentin Tarantino is telling the audience, look how cool I am. Yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Especially on his soundtrack. And this is what I hear. Do you, uh, here's a little clip from that. Uh... What do you want to hear? Dave D. Dozy, Beaky, Mitch, and Titch. <laughs> Dave D. Dozy, Beaky, Mitch, and Titch. Who the fuck are they? For <laughs> information, Pete Townsend at one point almost no. quit the Who, and if he had, 
that he would have ended up in this group, thus making it Dave, D, Doze, <laughs> Beaky, Mitch, Titch, and Pete. And if you ask me, you should have. <laughs> That's my boy! So during that scene, it's just uh, sexy chicks are driving around in their muscle car, like rocking out, and then oh, here comes Kurt Russell, and he's gonna. I, I would, uh, I would love to hear them uh, do their their do Tommy. Oh, there you go. Li- yes, live in concert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, big crazy. Pete wouldn't have been happy in that band. Probably not, but yeah, that was probably you know you know, but you have fantasies sometimes, like oh, maybe I could uh, be an Alaskan fisherman or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think maybe that's what he was thinking of. Gary, like, is that your fantasy to be an Alaskan fisherman? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Have you watched Deadliest Catch? I don't think you want to go up there, man. <laughs> well, what goes on there? It's uh, they get uh, it's about uh, they get a bad cold, right? That's yeah, the deadliest mostly catch? that's what happens. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, over to you, Pat Francis. All righty. This is uh, this is an artist I don't know anything about him. The only thing I know about him is for, he's from England, and that he was uh, invited to audition to replace Phil Collins when Phil Collins left uh, oh. Genesis. But oh. don't hold that against him, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, he might have a lot of good songs, but I only know one of his songs. Uh, the artist is named Francis Dunnery. Hmm. This is a song called from 1995 called Too Much Saturn from an album called <laughs> Tall Blonde Helicopter. And this was hard to drop the needle down any, anywhere. Uh, <laughs> it was really tough, because... Um, to get a feel of what he, he he's the song's about a guy who who does all these things uh but he does them for the wrong reasons like he does this cuz he thinks this but he's really doing it because of this so <laughs> I, I hope you i hope you get this it's too much saturn by francis <laughs> i always believed that if i never missed a yoga class read my horoscope in the dailies Cycle bottles and no red Indian. I could call myself a spirit man, but I was only doing yoga because I fancied the teacher and stars because it looked good on paper. And I only went to church because my granny gave me money when confession was over. And I only knew the Indian because his brother's a dealer. Bottles at a price on their return So I could go in the play Oh, my, my And so I ask myself What my motives are For this light need to look so free And if I tell myself real honestly What more can I admit to Open up a door He said I'm gonna find out What I'm here for He said I Wow, that's neat. Yeah, I just love that song. That's really cool. Francis Dunnery? Francis Dunnery from Tall Blonde Helicopter. I guess start there if you like that song. (laughs) And then uh, work your way around all his other albums. 
I, of course, know one song. <laughs> Never heard of that bloke. And yeah. he was going to replace Phil Collins. In uh, Genesis. I think maybe he made the right choice. Make uh, oh, bring he, a, did, he didn't feel like singing Illegal Alien. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Ouch. You know what? Uh, uh, bring it a full circle. You can see young teenage Phil Collins in that uh, train scene at uh, on Hard Day's Night when they're going. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. right. Yeah. That's, uh, he has you're hair. Right. So he might not he has hair, his, but <laughs> and he looks—he looks like just a little version of him with hair. Exactly, like who's that Phil Collins-looking kid? Is that Francis Dunnery? <laughs> um, this is, uh, you know, Pat. I am uh, nothing if not a big theater buff. Oh, I know. I love, uh, yeah, I love the musical theater. Mm, you like Pippin, right? I love Pippin. <laughs> Pippin ain't easy. I don't know if you've <laughs> ever tried to sing any of those songs, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> this is uh, from an amazing musical called "The Drowsy Chaperone," which uh, came out in the mid. 2000s and it's 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 super funny and there's amazing songs in it and the, the structure of it's brilliant it's it's kind of like it's a guy he's sitting around listening to his records like his old broadway cast albums and he oh look at this dusty old one the drowsy chaperone you know and he's like listening to that and kind of feeling melancholy and as he listens to it like the show kind of comes alive yeah, and goes yeah. in, a, in his apartment but then uh like at the start of act two it's 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 like a show within a show but then at the start of act two it's a show within a show within a show because he accidentally puts on the wrong record uh-huh. and he puts on this wrong the record for a show called uh, uh, Message from a Nightingale and which is kind of like a spoof of like The King and I or Flower Drum Song or any of those offensive uh, <laughs> Like Asian uh, musicals, uh, South Pacific or something like that. If if you could uh, cue this up to about thirty eight seconds, uh, Matt, for the uh, drowsy chaperone, and we'll hear a little bit of message from that. You know, bow, emperor and American lady, no see, I do. Pat, you cannot shake your head at this. <laughs> this is your Sometimes number one go to joke. Outlook can change your I'm, I, I don't. I don't appreciate this. <laughs> What? <laughs> Precisely. What is it about the Asians that fascinates Caucasians? What is it about the Asians that's so nice? Is it the wontons, the egg rolls, the rice? Perhaps it's Buddha or Confucius and their excellent advice. What is it about Caucasians <laughs> that mystifies we Asians? What is it about Caucasians that's so odd? They call a pretty lady abroad. <laughs> they have hair upon their chest and they only have one god. <laughs> anyway, so... If you get a chance to see Drowsy Chaperone, especially with the great Sutton Foster. I'd still rather listen to that wow. than Yoko Ono. Okay, very good. So. <laughs> it's the same thing. We, I'm going to jump to 1975. All right. This might have been the first uh, time I, I, I heard Bob Dylan. Oh. My brother brought uh, this 45 home, and it was a double-sided 45. The song was eight minutes long, and uh-huh. it... it it continued on the other side. Oh, you had to flip it over. You had to flip it over. Um, this is uh, also the first time I, I ever heard, uh, uh, I think, a story song about something that was uh, political. Uh-huh. And also it's the first time that maybe I ever heard the N-word Ooh. sung on a song. Wow. Uh, but this, uh, this song's called Hurricane. Uh-huh. It's about the boxer Reuben Hurricane Carter. Yeah. They made a movie about him with Denzel Washington. A boxer wrongly accused. And I love this. This is my favorite Bob Dylan song. I still love it. I think it... It, it's perfect. It's a perfect story song, and without being too 
ramming it down your throat. I mean, I, it, I think it works as a song. So let's play a little bit of Hurricane. Now all the criminals in the coats and the ties. Lawyers. I'm free to drink martinis and watch the sunrise. While Ruben sits like Buddha in a ten-foot cell. And in a sedan, in a living hell. Is that the story of the hurricane? But it won't be over till they clear his name. That's just the tail end of the song. Obviously, the story's over until he gets released eventually. I don't think that that's on that uh, Amnesty International thing. I don't think that is. Oh, wait a minute. No, it is. It has its... uh can't think of somebody stupid. <laughs> Justin Bieber. The Wiggles. It's the Wiggles are singing Hurricane. That's, uh, you know what's great about that, uh, besides that hot uh, conga track in there? And, and then there's, there's also some, there's there's some, some fiddle, fiddle in there. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of instrumentation in this song. But it's, it's great that it's, it's kind of like in that folk tradition of like, you know, that's kind of how the, how the news got around back in the, yeah. in the old days, you know. And uh, so it's kind of like in that. And, uh, and I think it, it actually led to some... Uh, some justice, I think. You know, I think so. I, it, it's so funny because I've been watching these um, these Paradise Lost documentaries yes, this week with the, yeah, yeah. with the West uh, Memphis mm-hmm. uh, Three, mm-hmm. and so it, it kind of made me brought up this, made me think of this. I remember the the forty five jacket had a picture of uh, Reuben Hurricane Carter, uh, you mm-hmm. know, in a boxing stance. Man, so yeah. kind of, uh, kind of. I'm s- I'm so happy those West Memphis Three kids got out, and I'm really interested to see how Damien Eccles is going to do on Dancing with the Stars. I think. <laughs> I think he's got a chance. I think that guy does look like a rock star. Though, yeah, he? yeah, he does. Like the one guy's really dumb, and the one guy's just a, a, a young, innocent type of a kid. And then the Damien Eccles man, he's rocking like the 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 Jack White look. He really does. Yeah, yeah. He's he. he so, but uh, I don't know what else is in store for those guys. But at the very least, they should have free Metallica tickets for life. At least, <laughs> I mean, yeah, come, on. come on, they should get something back for just that. Was yeah. the problem that they liked Metallica, right? That was yeah. like the main. Yeah, def- that was. And they spray painted a, a pentagram. That's, that's things like this bother me so much because I listened to that music when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I drew the stuff on my notebook, and I didn't do anything. You know what I mean? So it's like, what if something like this could have happened? To, if it could happen to these kids, I guess it could happen to any mm-hmm. anyone. Yeah, we and and if you heard that this happened in the forties or something, you're like, oh, right. people were so backwards then. But it was just, you All know, right. relatively recent history. All right, you got another one, Gary? I do. Is this is this my last? Is this our last? Uh, yeah, oh, you got yeah. one more. I got one more. Then I got to play. Out <laughs> this? Song and done. Um, uh, somebody was getting on our case about not playing enough new music. And, okay. Uh, so I've I've two, between two here. It's between uh, the Doobie Brothers <laughs> and because uh, I want to tell this tale of my uh, my first kiss. But you know what? I think I'll save that. Okay, I'll save that for another for like some person. When we have an all Doobie Brothers show, an all yeah, they all <laughs> salute to the Doobie. Which Doobie you be? Uh, bands with the with uh, with with a uh, family member in the title. Yes, that's brothers. Hey, that's not bad. We'll try right. it. We're, yeah, family members. Right. So Sister in, Sledge. Instead, uh, yeah, or... Uh, Mama Cass. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Sister. Papa John Creech. Oh, yeah, that's okay, good. Okay, keep going. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is a band called Dr. Dog out of New York City, and uh, this is uh, this sounds like an old-timey song, but they're like a new... Dr. Happen, Dog. What happen year? Happen. This is from, uh, I want to say 2006, I think, okay. but they're... They got a lot of tons of great albums, and this is called um, uh, "The World May Never Know." Kind of sounds like uh, it's like Dan Hicks and his Hot Licks with some magical mystery tour outtakes. Well, 
crazy drum part coming up here. Sorry to uh, the Decemberists and the Damned and Blossom Deary and the Dirty Projectors, but those are all my Ds for this edition. What about D-Light? D-Light! Oh, man. You know what? I almost had those for the next show. Man, D-Light is awesome. Oh, and we didn't get to your Tenacious D. That was the whole point of this. We're like, I know. You had two chances. Uh, I gave you T, and you passed them. Oh, man. I gave you D, and you were because after the D thing, after that debacle, <laughs> you were I like, got, well... I have, I have one more D. Maybe mine will be Tenacious D. Oh, yeah. Okay. Or maybe... Maybe I'll just override both of you and hit you with a little of this. This is a song called The This is Jack Black. This is my daughter's um, role model. (laughs) She tells me that all the time. Jack Black's my role model. Good one. I I say good. Yeah. He did not die in vain. No. This is from the demo tape they made. Really? uh, Probably 95, 96. Oh, wow. Before the fame and the fortune, what just is, two fat guys rocking on acoustics. Just about the rock, yeah. Well, they haven't changed, really, because they're still two <laughs> fat guys. They didn't let the money change them. <laughs> we reign! That's good stuff right there, guys. Awesome. Well, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forego my last D with apologies to David and David. Uh, and we're going uh, to do a playout song. It's 2012. Why not have a little bit of a uh, brand new Van Halen? Uh, this has been Rock Solid. I'm Pat Francis. I'm Gary Lucy. And this is Tattoo from Van Halen. Thanks for listening.
One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.